it, uh, I think it was around, uh, probably it was my junior year of college, uh, so it must be around 1984, 85, uh, probably, yeah, 19, yeah, probably 1983, because I graduated in 1984, so in 1983, 84, somewhere in that time, uh, my roommate and I, Dr. Reginald Martin, uh, was coming home from college, and uh, it was the winter, it was a Christmas break, and we were excited about going home. He had a, a little coat, and, um, a little beautiful green coat, and uh, he lived in Chicago, Illinois, and so he was used to the winter and all that, but it was a little lightweight car, and uh, as we were traveling home, and by the time, Terrio, we got to Illinois, the weather had uh, kind of changed a little bit, and the storm had started to pick up. Uh, so we were just listening to music and just riding along uh, uh, on the highway, and all of a sudden, uh, we hit some black ice. And uh, out of nowhere, this car, this little Dodge Colt, started to spin. And it started to turn, and you can see the snow coming up uh, against the window, and I'm trying my best to get out this car, Right? Because I know it's going to flip, it's going to turn over, and I want to get out. I saw an opportunity for me to open the door and jump out the car, uh, but God wouldn't let the door open. It just wouldn't let it open. And, uh, and I was struggling, and all of a sudden, man, the car finally came to a stop, and my heart was racing and racing and racing, and I was scared to death. Uh, but I knew at that point, if I had got out of that car, it would have cost me my life. Uh, uh, I, I thought I was jumping to safety, but I really was going to really uh, jump to my death if I got out of that car and God knew it, so he protected me. How often um, do us as people sometimes go through things in life and it's very challenging and uh, it seems so tough and he said, you know, I'm sick and tired, I just can't take it no more. And then I just got to get out of this situation. I, I, I just got to be done with it. I got to leave this job. I, uh, I, I got to go. I'm, I'm stressed out. It's just too much for me. And God is telling you, don't leave. And you're like, but I got to go. It's just too much for me. I, I just got to go. God said, don't leave. Uh, uh, he says, stay there. Uh, stay the course. He says, I got you. I promise to never leave you nor forsake you. But yet, uh, we want to leave. Now, uh, I remember the phone call like it was yesterday uh, when I got the phone call that my son had got shot. And um, it was a scary moment in my life. Um, but God was letting me know that I got you uh, and it's here. Whatever you do, don't lose your faith in me. Keep your confidence in me. Right? Um, I want to show a clip. Um, D'Angelo, play the clip uh, real quick for me.
crises of our life have often been compared to the stormy seas. They come upon us whether we like them or not. They terrify us. They knock us around and threaten to destroy all of our stability and our security. We don't know whether we can survive them or not. And we don't know how long they will last. At least one thing we can rest assured that God promised that I would never leave you in the middle of a storm. It's important for us to understand something. Jesus calms the storm that confronts our lives. It's something unique about uh, when we were going through something and how many times have we lost our job or, or uh, we lost a loved one or our kids got sick or during the COVID, uh, we lost people that was really close to us. And, and it seemed like our world was just going to crumble and we were in so much pain and, and so much anguish and, and things were going so tough and so challenging for us. And we thought we couldn't even breathe. We didn't know which way to turn. Uh, and we did not see how we was going to make it through. Some of you all will end up in situ called situational poverty. Something happened and all of a sudden your life changed and you didn't know how you was going to uh, uh, make ends meet and you was robbing Peter to pay Paul and, and you said this is it I can't take anymore some of you all even considered committing suicide you said this is it I'm tired of living life is just too challenging for me I can't take this anymore I might as well end nobody will miss me uh, God said but I will he says when I created you in your mother's womb he says you were important to me I want you to understand something about this story and it's a very unique story uh because it says something very, very powerful. And the whole premise of this thing, if you notice in the video that the storm was raging and Jesus was in the boat. I want to read this to you, all right? Here's what it says. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Now, this is important, right? Because now God is speaking and God is telling them that we're going to go to the other side. He's letting them know, now don't miss it, that we're going to the other side. The storm has not came yet, but it doesn't matter whether the storm is there or coming. One thing we can rest assured is we're going to make it to the other side. Right? And God wanted us to know whatever you're going through, you're only going through it. You're going to come out of it, right? Uh, and a lot of times, we, we, we worry about how we're going to make it. But listen to what he says. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious quarrel came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern. I mean, he's in the back of the boat, sleeping on a cushion, right? Because he was tired because he had been ministering. He had been ministering and healing and delivering, and he was just tired. And he needed some rest. So he got in the boat, in the back of the boat, and he took a nap, right? And uh, as he took this nap, uh, the, the experienced fishermen, experienced fishermen, these are fishermen, uh, they took off. Knowing it was going to be an easy journey, but in that part of the country, every now and then, a storm would come up, right? So they figured they were going to be pretty safe. But when the storm hit, the disciples woke him up and said, 
teacher, the King James verse says, Master, don't you care if we drown? Are, are you really, we've seen the miracles, we've, we've heard you teach on the parables, we understand the miraculous things you're doing. I know when I was sick, you healed me. I, I saw that, I remember when we didn't have anything to eat and you brought food. He said, but this time, uh, it seemed like you don't care about what I'm going through. How often we, uh, we forget what God has already done for us, and, and we think he can't do it again, right? Uh, then he says this. He got up. Don't miss this. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Right? So he rebuked the wind. Now, I want you to understand something. Don't miss this here. The title of the sermon is Stay in the Boat. Regardless what the, I don't care what's happening around you. I don't care what's happening uh, on the outside where all this new age stuff is coming up and, and all these new things and all this new religious stuff and, and people are starting to distract you away. And if you watch enough YouTube videos and and and, and, and all those different things, you'll see a lot of people are starting to feed you or trying to get you, man, to jump ship. They're trying to get you to leave the boat, all right? But if you notice something, uh, while they were in the boat, Brad, here's what happened. The storms came. And when the storms came, notice not one disciple ever left the boat and jumped in the lake. Every one of them knew their safety was where? In the boat. If you notice in the picture, they had little buckets and, and little pails, and they was taking water, throwing it out of the boat, but they didn't jump out. Right? Uh, every tool that they had at their disposal, they used to make sure that they make it to the other side. What they did not do is give up. And what they did not do is leave the boat. I don't care what is going on in your life. You can never leave the church. Hear me and hear me well. Uh, you cannot get so frustrated and so uh, dismantled that you walk away from God. And you say, I can't do this no more. I'm done with it. I'm, they hurt my feelings and, and things are too tough. And You cannot leave the boat. Now, here's the thing. People are on this side, they say, you know what, uh, this is crazy. They got women preaching. You know, I'm done, I'm leaving. Where you going? The safety is in the boat. They talk about the LGBT community. They said, no, I can't take it. These people, and I said, where you going? Jesus promised us that we were going to have some storms in our life, but he was going to be with us. He said, I know different things going to happen. He said, but I'm in the boat with you. Don't jump out the boat and jump out of safety arms. Don't leave and go out there thinking that you can handle this thing outside of the church. Don't listen to anybody try to tell you to leave the church. Don't leave. People are going to whisper in your ear. They're going to tell you, you don't need all this here. It doesn't take all this. Listen to me. Whatever you do, do like the disciples did and stay in the boat. You have to stay in the ship. The safety is in the ship. 
God used the church as an instrument to bring his body together to establish the kingdom. The strength, the power, the healing, the deliverance is in the church. Now, here's the thing. It's a two-part thing. You are the church, and the building is the church. And we work together, and that's important. Now, I know you're going to look at some people, and they're going to make you mad, and, and you say, well, I can't believe they're not saved, and, and they should. Well, guess what? If God pulls a blanket off you, people think you're not saved. There's some things in your life that don't nobody know about. If they knew about that little thing that you're judging everybody about, guess what? They say you're not saved either. Right? So you, you can't leave because you see someone make a mistake. You know, don't forget this here. We're nothing but jars of clay. God is just shaping it. And, and on the wheel, sometime in the potter drops the clay, and guess what he does? He picks it back up and reshapes the clay. Sometimes we may get broken, but God says, I got you. Stay in the church. It's important because the power of healing and deliverance and family and community and love is in the church. You can't go anywhere, anywhere in this world, right, and get the love that you get in the church. Now, they say, oh, I beg the difference. Well, if you really look at it, you have to look inside. Because if you don't feel the love, I promise you not to other people, there's something going on with you. A lot of times, something going on with us, man, and we stressed out about something, something is bothering us, whatever, and we blame other people. But the problem is I'm stressed out. My kids is bothering me. This is happening on my job. These things are going on. And you've been, and these people in the church, well, it's really me. It's not the people. It's really me. I, I need to work on me. And in order for me to work on me, I need to be in the church. I need to stay in God's house, hear about God's word, learn God's word, because God is there with me. And he's telling me, this is what I designed for you to be successful. He said, I promise you, you're going to make it to the other side. Don't worry about the storms of life. I can calm the storm. If you don't believe me, go back into your life when you had a storm and I calmed it. When you thought you was never going to make it. You didn't figure out how it was going to happen, but you did. Right? Uh, it, this is some tough times. It's some tough times ahead. It's, listen, the devil thought he had us when he hit us with COVID. He tried to shut the whole church down. He said, you can't even come. People can't meet no more. And, and they don't need to. No. And God said, listen, I designed the church. Satan and all of hell can't stop the church. Because the church is what God designed in this earth for us to watch it here, to grow closer together. And the people in the house or in the church is the ones that take on Christ's love and then spread it. Right? He, that's why he said, they'll know you are my disciples by the love. You get to look, the more you get in the word of God, then listen to me and hear me well. The more you get in the word of God and stay in the word of God, the more you want to be in the church. Right? And you can't get this. If you see someone in the church and they, and they seem like they're off, what you should be doing because you're not off is praying for them and praying that they don't leave the church. And you should be doing everything. You get on the phone, text them, whatever. Say, so baby, girl, whatever you do, don't leave. I know it's rough, but don't leave the church. 
Because all your power and your resources in the church. When we go out there, we can go out there, we can do anything out there in the world and think that the world, we think the world, hit me out now, we think the world can help us. But the world is designed to break you. It's designed to break you. It is designed to break you. God said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. And that's why while you're in the church, you got to know the word of God, read the word of God, understand the word of God, because it gives you more power and more confidence and more faith. Here what Jesus told him. Oh, you of little faith. You don't believe. Well, faith come by what? Hearing the word of God. Well, if I don't come to church, I can't hear it. And people, you can't fool me. You know, listen, people always try to fool people. So listen, I, I don't need to come to church. Most people that don't come don't read. A great percentage of people who claim they read the Bible don't read the Bible outside of church. So if faith come by hearing, what are you hearing? Right? So here's what happened. We hear something. We hear our friends. We hear people in the community. And we base our life on what they say instead of what the word says. Right? And, and, and here's the thing. In the church, you're going to have some people that's going to be broken. Because he says, if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault, Ye which are spiritual. You can't be spiritual and don't read the word. You be said, well, I'm spiritual. You know, I've been, they got saved and, and they're doing all this kind of stuff and they call themselves spiritual. Listen, the spirit comes from God. And it comes from the word. The word became flesh and the Holy Spirit is the word. Right? So if you don't get the word, you can talk about spirituality all you want. You're just speaking Jesus said, you serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And most people talk about it, they don't read it. So when, we, when a crisis hit, and the reason why we run out of the ship is because we don't get the word in us. And God said, you got to get it because times are going to get tough. And the only thing that's going to help you through these tough times is going to be the word of God. And where do you get that? He said, it was designed to get at the church. That's why I said, forsake not to assemble yourselves. It's important to understand. That's why the Bible says, well, I don't feel like going to the Bible. That stuff is boring. I don't want to hear all that. But you don't read at home. Right? And, and that's why people panic when a crisis hit. Because they don't have their eyes focused on Christ. So what they did was they, they get out the ship and they go talk to somebody outside of the ship. And your advice come from your best friend who already told you, I ain't going to church because them people are full of it. Now, you can go, so why am I listening to you? Well, see, you don't understand. Why? Now, here's another. Well, I watch it on TV all the time. Good, but that ain't what the word said, do. So if the word said, for Satan not to assemble ourselves, then you're not assembling. I don't care what you say, you're in violation of the word. And we, and we give each other strength, right? And so that's why the boat is so important. So as we go and we deal with situations and circumstances and trials and tribulations, 
in our life. Know this, that we have to stay in the church. The church is the place where you're going to grow, you're going to learn about Christ, and then you're going to become stronger, powerful, right? You're going to have integrity, right? You're going to get courage. You're going to be bold. Your strength is going to go up all because you know what the word of God says, and I stand on the word, not on my thoughts. When he said no weapon formed against what? If I don't have no protection, any weapon will get me. But the word will shield me. So when you come and I'm there and I'm in the church and I don't care what's going on, I ain't leaving. I don't care what happened. I, I can't leave. Because I'm committing suicide. When you walk in, you, listen to me. People are going to tell you it's not true. You're almost committing suicide when you walk away from the church. Because you're putting your, hand, you're putting your whole life in Satan's hands, and you say, Satan, do with me as you please. Use me. You say, well, that, that ain't true. Yes, if I tell you right now, if you was honest, and I had you guys stand up, and I ask you right now, I said, how many of you all read the Bible three times a week? Now, you should read it every day. That's not even half. because it's seven days in a week. People couldn't stand. They may read a devotional, but I say spend time in the Word. Faith doesn't come by devotionals. Faith comes by the Word. So when I know the Word, I become stronger and bolder, right? My marriage is better. My you want to, listen to me. When the enemy comes, you can see him coming. The more you in the church, when I say in the church, in the church, when you get the word of God inside of you and you become the living epistles being read of men, you become the word. Let your life be the word of God. How does it happen? I got to be here. I got to be in it, right? And the more, I'm, I'm going to talk about Pastor Dirk, right? Whenever I'm away, whenever I'm away for a few days, if I miss a couple Sundays, I, I shouldn't use me because that ain't never happened, but, right? But if, if you miss a couple Sundays, it's easy to miss three. And then four. Then I can sleep in, I can watch them on YouTube. So what has happened is uh, that something diminishes. It's something about when I get away from the church, man, I get weaker. Right? Uh, but when I come, I feel so much better. Raise your hand if you feel better when you leave church. Yeah, right, 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 right. So it gives me something. I feel good about I feel right because the word of God is coming. We're watching now. Jesus taught about it. He said there was a, he gave him a parable in that same chapter about a sword that sold some seeds. He said, no seeds, right? Uh, Got to be careful because they land on different soils. I want you to read that Mark chapter 4, and he'll talk to you about it, right? What I want to challenge you all is I don't care what is happening. I don't care what you hear. I don't care what's going on. Whatever you do, stay in the boat. Listen and watch the, this video. Put that video up again. It's a minute and 30 seconds. I want you to watch this video and watch it real close for the second time. 
First time you just watch. I want you to watch real close. And then One wrap day, this up. Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. And as they were sailing, he fell asleep. They fighting. They doing whatever they can to try to keep that boat afloat. Watch this here. Pause the video. And here's what happened. If you notice something, every one of them was fighting for their lives, and they was calling on Jesus. He's in proximity, right? He need to be close to you. Right? They were there in the ship knowing he was there. Right? Even though he was there with them, they still was frightened. But I want you to notice something. None of them, not a single one of them, says, Master, uh, you promised that you go do this. You promised you said. No, none of them said that. Right? They said, Master, do you care that we drown? Right? And here's what he said to them. What about your faith? What about your faith? What happened? They had an assignment. When you finish reading, when they got to the other side, Jesus was on assignment. He had the power, and I'm done. He had the power to calm any storm in your life. Anything the devil throw up against you, man, Jesus got the power to stop it. And he got the power, man, to make sure you get where you got to go. It may not seem like it. But you got to believe it. And here's what happened. They all got to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. When they got to the other side, the devil attacked them again. Two men full of demons, and Jesus delivered them. Because he was on assignment, and he wanted them to see the faith. Can Jesus trust you? To man a boat. What if he got out the boat and he left you? Can he trust you to man the boat? Because he left us and he gave us his Holy Spirit. And he told us to hold on until he come back. He said there are going to be people that's going to come to the church that's going to be broken. They're going to be hurt. Don't run them away. Now, whoa, whoa. He's only talking to the people that's in the church. If you're not in the church, he don't need to be talking because you're not here. But why did he tell you? Because every one of you all believes him. That's why you're here.
you got to continue. You have to continue to trust God on every single turn. Whatever you're going through right now, you have to turn it over to the Lord. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, whatever your circumstance is, whatever your situation is, if you're looking for a job, he got it. If you want your family back, he got it. If you want your kids delivered, he got it. Whatever your storm is, whatever your circumstance it is, he says, I got it for you here in the church. Don't let anybody talk you into walking away. And I don't care what you see, what happens. Everybody is different. So the boat has a, a, a mixture of people. All the disciples were different, right? But God loved them all. He saved you because he loved you. But he didn't save you for you. So your assignment is Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He told you, you are now ambassadors. You can't be an ambassador outside of the ship. Amen? I trust you, right? That you're going to make a commitment. If you have not dedicated your life to God and committed to him, if you don't have a love for the church, I mean a love for the church, then you need to ask God to come into your heart right now. I want everybody to stand to your feet. If you don't have a grand love for the church, you have to ask yourself a question. Am I, am I where I should be? Give me some soft music. I want to challenge everyone to make today the day. Make the day the day. The day that you make your commitment to God. That you're going to make a commitment to the church. You're going to learn everything about the church. You're going to learn everything about the word of God because if you can't run with the footmen, what you going to do when the horsemen come? If you don't know that word, you can't deal with Satan. He's coming at some of you all so tough right now. He's trying to take your very life, your very family. The only thing that's holding them back is your commitment to the church. Bow your heads. And repeat after me. So, dear Lord, today I'm committing my life completely to you. Today I'm going to make the church my place of residence. I'm going to spend my life, my time, my energy into learning about you. I'm going to take your word, download it into my system. And live according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. The altar is open, and I want to challenge you all. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you really don't know him, I want to challenge you today. And if you have not been baptized, I want to challenge you to get baptized. If you have not joined the church, I want to challenge you to get a church home. Uh, all those things are important.
And so the day is the day that you can make that opportunity. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, please come to the altar right now. If you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life, if you want to rededicate yourself, come over here to my right. If you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life, come to my left. And this is a, this is a personal walk between you and the Lord. This, this is on you. This is on nobody else. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil frighten you into coming forth. Come now. Hey, we can't do this. Amen. We need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our life. Come and make the day, the day that your life changed forever. And you want to be the church that God is calling for. Lord, thank you. Thank you for those who, uh, who's bold enough and courageous enough to come forward. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I praise you and I magnify you because you're so good. You're so awesome. So touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, don't be afraid. Hey, make a commitment. Make a dedication. We need you to, reded to rededicate your life to the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, don't let Satan trick you into leaving. Lord, I thank you for each one of these who rededicating their life to you, who's recommitting their life to you, who want to make you the Lord of their life. And for those who are out there who didn't come forward, Lord, I'm asking you to come into their heart. Lord, we need you to come into their heart. They don't realize what the enemy's doing, but we ask you, Lord, to touch right now in the name of Jesus. And we just praise you and we magnify you. We give you glory for everything you're doing. And we want to honor you for it. As you guys prepare to, to give your gifts to help make the church be what God intends for it to be, we can't do it without you. So we ask you as you prepare your gift, your tithe, and your offering, don't be afraid to trust God and watch him work on your behalf. So Lord, bless every single person as they give. Don't let anyone suffer because of their giving. Give it to them good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Lord, bless them. Give those who need jobs, jobs. 
those who need homes, homes, those who need transportation, transportation. But more important than anything, Lord, we ask for salvation in the name of Jesus. Save them. As we leave this place, Lord, never your presence, we ask you to be with us, guide our hearts, guide our minds, watch over our families, give us a desire to come back and learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. To see yourself dismissed, God bless you.